The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. As soon as Jesus and his disciples left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told Jesus about her at once. He came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. Then the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sunset, they brought to Jesus all who were sick or possessed with demons, and the whole city was gathered around the door. And he cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still very dark, Jesus got up and went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found him, they said to him, everyone is searching for you. He answered, let us go to the neighboring towns so that I might proclaim the message there also, for that is what I came out to do. And Jesus went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. The Gospel of the Lord. In our first reading today, we heard a passage from the book of Job. And uh, thankfully, we have the, uh, the other readings in today's Mass to balance it out, because it's kind of a depressing reading, if you listen very carefully. Job was not having a good time at this point in his life. He's had disaster upon disaster in his life. He's had all of his crops uh, destroyed. He's had his animals stolen. He had his house collapse, killing all of his children. He has these terrible boils breaking out on his body, which are very, very painful. His friends are trying to both console him and say that he must have done something wrong, that he's offended God, but uh, he maintains his innocence throughout. At one point, he even has this beautiful line where he says, naked I came forth from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return. The Lord has given, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So it's a beautiful prayer of faith, recognizing that all we have is a gift from God, and we'll be kind of the circle of life where we'll end up uh, with nothing at the end as well. But at this point, he's, he's uh, feeling kind of depressed, and we heard uh, kind of complaining about uh, the difficulties and the misery uh, of life. But he remembers how, li- how short his life is. Remember that my life is a breath. My eye will never see good again. So again, uh, if you've read the whole book of Job, you know that at the end, God does come to his aid. God does reward him uh, many times over for his faithfulness as well. And he restores all that he had lost and, and more uh, as well. But in our, God, in our uh, responsorial psalm right afterwards, we're, here, we're given these words of encouragement where we hear the refrain even was, sing praises to the Lord who heals the brokenhearted. And one of the lines from that psalm, Psalm 147, the Lord heals the brokenhearted and binds up uh, their wounds. And we see this again and again in the scriptures. In our gospel reading today, uh, we see a dramatic example of this with the healing of Simon's mother-in-law. So, uh, it, which implies, by the way, that Simon had a wife if he had a mother-in-law. It's, she's not mentioned in scriptures uh, other than the mother-in-law. Uh, but if you happen to have watched uh, any of the, the season of uh, The Chosen, uh, then she's kind of a, a, a prominent character in there as well, the wife of Simon, and they give her the name uh, Eve. So this uh, dramatic miracle is portrayed in that uh, chosen episode as well. And it's quite uh, fun to watch, actually, because you see her, you see her quite, quite out of it lying in bed. Jesus takes her by the hand. She immediately sits up, and she's uh, quite alert. All of a sudden, she turns and looks at Jesus and says, Who are you? And then she gets up and starts preparing food for the guests. Uh, in, uh, you may know as well, you may have heard, uh, season four is, of The Chosen is being released right now in cinemas first before it goes out on the, uh, their app. So I think it just started, I think, yesterday, the last couple of days. They're releasing the first three uh, episodes of season four together. And in a couple of weeks' time, the next 
several, and then the, the end at the end of the month. So I'm quite excited about that. It's an excellent uh, series portraying the life of Jesus and the apostles uh, very well, being true to scripture, but adding some background stories and also some humor. And you see the, uh, the, very, the humanity of the disciples as well as they're as they're quarreling with each other and, uh, and having a sense of humor too. So if you get a chance to see it, I'd highly recommend it. The Chosen in theaters near you. If we go uh, chronologically then, after this, we see uh, the second reading. So we're in, Paul is now writing to uh, the Corinthians, and he has this, uh, this uh, startling line, woe to me if I do not proclaim the gospel. So we see, uh, in a sense, somewhat similar to Job, Paul has gone through a lot of stuff in his life as well. In another letter, he talks about the number of times he's been shipwrecked, the number of times he was beaten, the number of times that he was flogged, uh, all the difficulties he's gone through. He was stoned at one point. They thought he was dead. The apostles gathered around, and he, and he came back to life again. Uh, so Paul has gone through a lot as well. And half of his letters, I'm not sure exactly half, but a lot of them are written while he's in prison as well. So Paul's gone through a lot, but yet uh, has this uh, joyful... Uh, uh, vision of uh, what comes after, in a sense. He's experienced the presence of the Lord, and he uh, joyfully goes on to proclaim the good news, even in spite of the difficulties and trials in life. Uh, there are some churches out there that, that uh, preach what's called the gospel of prosperity, where they say, accept Jesus and everything will go well for you, you'll have no more difficulties, you'll, you'll get rich and everything will be great. That's not the gospel message. Uh, God will help us through. God will give us the grace and strength to get through any trial or any difficulty, and God will give us peace and strength and, and uh, uh, wisdom through all that. But uh, he also said, uh, if you want to be my follower, take up your cross. So there's going to be difficulties and trials, uh, but God will help us through all those things. So Paul is again saying, woe to me if I do not proclaim the gospel. Uh, so Paul has received this commission, which he talks about as well. I'm trusted with a commission, he says. Uh, and we also have received a commission as well in what's called the Great Commission. Right before Jesus' ascension, he says, go out to all the world and proclaim the good news. So it wasn't just to the uh, 11 apostles at that point, And it wasn't, it's not just to priests. It's not just to nuns, but to all the baptized, to all the faithful, uh, to bring the good news to our world today through our words, through our deeds, uh, through, the way, through how we uh, live, through how we treat one another, all these ways that we have a bring in the gospel to, to the world. Uh, I can't possibly be in every factory, shop, or every other place, or the sisters, or whoever else, but uh, each one of us has a role to play in that, in our own families, in our own workplace, in our own schools, in our own, uh, on the streets, uh, in our places of entertainment, uh, in the hockey arenas, in the soccer fields as well. All these things, we have this, uh, entrusted this to bring the good news uh, to our world today as well. So Paul writes, I've become all things to all people, that I might by all means save some. I do it all for the sake of the gospel that I might share in its blessing. So Paul is, is uh, trying to reach out and do whatever he can to bring this uh, good news uh, to the world. There's uh, an example of, uh, of uh, evangelization uh, in, uh, in the Acts of the Apostles where Paul is preaching at what's called the Areopagus, which is the Greek center of learning and philosophy. And uh, he makes uh, connections with people's lives. He, first of all, quotes some of their poets, and then he points out this statue which says, to an unknown God. So he makes these connections with the Greeks and says, this person you're saying is the unknown God, let me tell you who he is. It's Jesus Christ who's revealing God uh, to us through him. So we have this uh, reaching out and trying to, to uh, uh, make the gospel understandable and uh, uh, recognizable to other people that, that uh, it's for everyone as well.